In conclusion, this book, while excellent in its analysis overall, welcomes students to bring together the theories and methods of two different fields of study, social history, detailed enough so that more seasoned researchers will find. I'm Robert Casanello. I'm the vice president of research and publications at HNet, and this is the Art of the Review podcast. I'm Elena Kalinsky, managing editor of HNet Reviews. And this is a podcast where we examine reviewing and criticism as an academic form. This podcast is brought to you by HNET and the University of Central Florida's Center for Humanities and Digital Research. Welcome to the Art of the Review podcast. Welcome to this episode of the Art of the Review. This episode we're calling Hiring a Professor. And here we talk to HNET's president, Professor Jean Stuntz, on her perspective as a search committee member evaluating applications for a faculty position in her department. I was on the job market just a couple of years ago, and I found that there is a lot of advice online about how to apply for jobs and the process of how it works. In this episode, we hear one perspective on the process. Right, and this perspective is sort of the inside perspective. So if you know, if, if you're someone who is searching for an academic position as a professor, uh, what Gene and I talk about really is the process by which a, a department uh, reviews candidates and hires one of, you know, anywhere from 30 to 200 or more prospective candidates for one position. What's the process by which you review each application and narrow those applications down to a single person? And that's sort of what we what we talk about. And you know, I, I guess I want to preface this and, and maybe uh, caution people that what what Gene does for us here is kind of gives us just a view at what happens at West Texas A&M University, where Gene is a faculty member of. But this doesn't mean that this happens in every case, at every university, in every department. So you know. Um, each department of every university has a different culture, and they might have a different um, review culture for candidates. And so I don't want to give people the impression that what you're hearing here happens in every case. But what I do want to say is, you know, after listening to this conversation, what I learned is that the process by which Jean and her colleagues came up with at, at West Texas A&M, to me, seemed like a, a very judicious process. So if you know, if you're a subscriber and listening to this podcast and you're in a department and you're doing a search, you might want to listen to this and get some ideas about the ways in which to structure a, um, a hiring evaluation process to you know, bring candidates to campus and ultimately select one candidate to be a uh, professor and future colleague. So with that disclaimer, why don't we listen to the interview? Okay, Gene, I'd like to thank you for joining me uh, on this episode of the Art of the Review podcast. I'm glad to be here. Great. And if you could just introduce yourself to our listeners. My name is Gene Stuntz. I am a professor of history at West Texas A&M University. And I've been in the history profession for, well, I'll just say over a decade and let it go with that. <laughs> okay, great. Do you want to talk a little bit about your role in HNet? Because I know you're an HNet veteran, so we like to yeah. bring attention to HNet when we can. I started being a subscriber member of HNet in 1994. And by 1996, I was editor of what we then call a list uh, for the Southern Association of Women Historians. 
I also acted as an editor trainer for a couple of years in the late 90s, and I continue to edit. I'm now also editor of H. Texas, uh, and I have been on the HNet Executive Council, uh, I'm trying to think, 2005, so a decade of that, and part of that was serving as president. I'm about to start my third non-consecutive term as president of HNet. All right, great, great. And so the purpose of this episode today is we want to really return to a topic that we've, we've talked about previously, and this is the idea of when a, an academic group or academic unit uh, performs a review for internal purposes. And this is, you know, unlike most of the topics that we talk about, you know, people practice the art of reviewing in the idea that a bunch of people read or consume that review and sort of understand the topic that is under review. But we've done um, at least one other episode on the idea of an internal review. So we're going to return to that same topic today. And you've been gracious enough to talk to us a little bit about that. And what we wanted to talk today with you is about searches and search processes or hiring for professors. And so, you know, we're both in the history departments uh, in our respective universities. And so we've, you and I have both been on search committees and seen how the process goes. And if you could just tell me a little bit about your thoughts, um, you know, how, how do you think uh, uh, a search committee or review process sort of starts out? I mean, what's the most important thing for a committee to do when they're charged with, okay, you must, you know, find X type of person to take this position? What's the, what do you think is the most important thing at the get-go that that committee does to sort of, um, you know, begin the process to review people? What we started doing several years ago was we create a rubric based on the job ad. So if we say you have to have PhD in hand by August 1st, that's a line in the rubric. And so you get a check or an X, and you have to have a field in this or that. And you do, you know, you do or you don't. So it's very objective uh, because for any job in history, as you know, we get 100 applicants, and most of them just don't qualify. They're not for that position, but they're desperate. They want a job. And so this rubric helps us do the first review through and weed out the people who just really are not suitable. And when you say suitable, you just mean by – terms of the definition of the job ad, right? Right. If we're advertising for someone whose specialty is in 20th century civil rights, then somebody who's a colonial historian doesn't really suit the, what the job ad is asking for. Right. So, so that's, I guess this is sort of like a first stage of review then maybe, right? That, yeah, right. That's the first stage. But also as we're going through these, there are other subcategories on the rubric. So how many articles have they published and on what topics? How many books have they published or are in process of publishing? How many papers did they give and on what topics are they at major conferences? So our rubric gets pretty detailed. And so each person on the committee does their own review and fills out their own rubric separately. And then we will get together and usually decide, okay, these people we're not going to look at anymore, you know, for whatever reason. They actually have their Ph.D. in psychology instead of history or something. And so we get rid of them, and then that will leave us with a dozen or so that we rank and then move forward from there. Uh, but it's all based on this rubric, so it's very objective. And so we are very concerned about the person that we hire matching the job ad. 
because you can get into legal trouble if you have a job ad for one thing, but you end up hiring somebody who's different. So we take right. that into consideration. Right, right. Yeah, we, 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 you know, I think that's sort of universal because I know we've experienced that here as well. And so what do you do on your end? Because, you know, you're describing this process to me. It's a little bit different than, than what we do here at the University of Central Florida. So, so what's, what, what do you do at the next stage? So if you have, you said, you know, maybe a half a dozen candidates that you're really kind of interested in who, mm -hmm. who fit the uh, description, who maybe fit some uh, need in the department as well, possibly. And so how do you get down to, you know, the people that might end up being the handful of people you look at as opposed to the half dozen? Well, that's when we actually get together and the committee meets and we talk about it. And usually by this point, we have two or three of each that we think would be better than the others. And so we discuss our choices and go around the room and somebody may have noticed something that somebody else didn't see or and we just talk about it and through just communicating with each other uh, and we usually have five people on the search committee so it's not too big a group um, and we just narrow down to the top three or four candidates to in, have the phone interview with and we are under no pressure to limit phone interviews so we could interview all of them I guess if we, if we <laughs> wanted to for phone interviews because um, we've done like five or six sometimes Right. So, yeah. So the the first stage you mentioned was this, you know, kind of objective rubric is used to kind mm -hmm. of just, you know, whittle whittle people down to this manageable number, and then you know, there's this wholly subjective right. review of candidates. And it sounds like what you're describing to me is the process by which you come to, you know, the the the, the few number of people who you're really interested in is sort of a, a consensus building process, right? Yes. Yes. And then once we have the telephone interviews done, then we decide on the top two or three people to bring to campus. And that's when the rest of the department really sees the people for the first time. Um, if you're not on the search committee, you really don't go look at the files or really get involved in the conversation until the campus interview. Mm-hmm. And so after that process, and I think this is what's kind of interesting, because, you know, when you get to the point of, you know, even maybe maybe to some extent the um, when you have like the half dozen candidates, but especially when you have the, the two or three candidates that come to campus, then what's sort of interesting is, you know, everyone has sort of different priorities and different things they look at in each candidate. So it's not really sort of, uh, you know, I guess it'd be impossible to do a rubric, right? <laughs> right. It, it's very subjective at that point. And we all do have different things we look for. Um, one thing that is my personal thing I look for is, will they be happy here? Because I live in the Texas Panhandle, the wind blows all the time, and some people don't like it that they're, it's so flat and very few trees, and I want to know that we're not going to bring them out here to be miserable. So this is very much a personality issue. So when they come to campus, that's one thing I'm going to be looking for is, are they saying things like, gosh, it's windy here? And when it's a day when we think it's not all that windy. Um, yeah. So, yeah. It, again, very subjective. And mm -hmm. um, and each person has a different thing they look for. 
Right. So let's um, next we get we can end the interview here with maybe could you offer any advice to potential candidates like what they should be aware of when a department is reviewing them like give them some tips. Look at the job ad and make your cover letter follow the job ad exactly. Um, if they are a teaching institution, which most of the people offering jobs are teaching institutions, talk about your teaching first and then your research. It's not like you're applying to an R1 where you would talk about your research first. So look at the job ad. Research the institution. See how you can add to their course offerings, how you will fit in the department, and make that a big part of your argument for being hired, that you will bring something to the department that is positive that nobody else is going to have. Okay, excellent. Uh, Jean, thanks again for joining me today. Oh, you're welcome. I'm glad to help. Well, great. That was very informative. And for those of you who don't know, HNET publishes uh, job announcements on the job guide, which we'll have a link to on the Art of the Review show notes blog. And as well, we'll have links to additional resources for job seekers on each podcast.